0: Hello, friends. Today's food for thought is on the names of Jesus. It's part two of two. In part one, I describe the names that tell us who Jesus is. In this episode, I'll share names that describe what he does in the world. The first name is the Good Shepherd from John 10 11 to 14. Jesus is the Good Shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. He's not a hired man who runs away when there's danger. Instead, He steps in, taking on the danger, dying on the cross, dying for our souls so that we can be with him in heaven. He's the good shepherd who seeks after the lost sheep. And we've all been lost sheep at one time or another. He never gives up on bringing us back into the fold. That's true for us and for everyone else. Never give up hope on someone you love. God can do miracles. The second name is Rabbi. This is in John 3, 1-2, Luke 1, and many other places. Rabbi is the Hebrew word for teacher. Jesus is a great teacher. He's not just a teacher, but he is a teacher. He was challenged by the teachers of the time and always came out on top. Why? Because he's God and a teacher, and God is the best teacher. Remember when Mary Magdalene saw Jesus at the empty tomb? When she recognized him, she called him rabbi. Read the words of Jesus and learn from him. He is our greatest teacher. The third name is Savior. You'll find this in 1 John 4.14, in Luke one forty seven, and many other places. We can say Savior and Redeemer. That means that it is by Jesus and only by Jesus that we're saved. I can't save myself. I can't save my son or my husband. God can use me in the process for each of those, but it is only Jesus who saves. It is He, the perfect sacrifice, who died on the cross and conquered death. Without that, we would not be saved. Because He saved us, we respond with thanksgiving. We desire to do good works in His name. So when we recognize that we have a Savior— it should be evident to those around us. This gift of salvation is the greatest gift we will ever have. The fourth name is Lamb of God. This is from John one twenty nine and 1 Corinthians five seven. John the Baptist pointed out Jesus to his disciples by calling him the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In the Old Covenant, it was a lamb that was sacrificed for sins to redeem the firstborn, and for the Passover meal. The Passover lamb had to be perfect, and Jesus was perfect. Pontius Pilate proclaimed that he found no fault in him. But he died for our sins. He suffered for our transgressions. When Jesus became the Passover sacrifice, there was no longer a need to continue to offer sacrifices in the temple. No sacrifice can take the place of the perfect sacrifice of Christ on the cross. The fifth name is the divine physician. This is in Luke 7, 21 to 23, in Mark chapter 2, in Matthew. It's really in all the Gospels because the divine physician is the one who heals. So the Gospels are filled with people being healed. Lepers, and the blind, and the deaf, and the dead, and the possessed, and the lame. Some come to him asking for healing and for his mercy. Some are invited to be healed by Jesus himself. He asks, do you want to be healed? But Jesus doesn't only heal the body, he heals the souls. He forgives sins. The lame man, he was healed, but he was first forgiven. Each of us needs healing. Maybe it's physical or emotional or spiritual, whatever the need Jesus can do it. Miracles still happen today. Never doubt that. Ask for the healing you need, even if you don't know what that is. The sixth name is Bread of Life. This is in John chapter 6, beginning in verse 35. Jesus says over and over and over again in John 6 that he is the bread of life. The Israelites ate the manna in the desert, but he is the true manna that came down from heaven. He said three times, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood to have eternal life. We Catholics understand that to be the Eucharist. Jesus fully present in the Eucharist, not a symbol, but the real thing. It was a hard teaching back then, and it still is today. Many people in John's gospel left because of it. Jesus then asked the group, the disciples who were left, will you too leave? And Peter replied, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. They didn't understand what Jesus meant at the time, but they knew he was right, so they stayed. Maybe you question this teaching as well. Spend time in John chapter 6 and let God reveal his teaching to you. He is the bread of life. The seventh name is way, truth, and life. In John fourteen six, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he tells his disciples to follow him. They ask, well, where are you going? He responds, don't you know? I'm the way. Follow me. So we then should do what Jesus did. I am the truth, he said. So listen to the truth. Constantly seek the truth. I am the life, he said. The life of the world. He brings life and he sustains life. He gives us eternal life opening up heaven by the wood of the cross. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the eighth name is the vine in John 15, 1. Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. We are only alive when we remain connected to Jesus. If we remain in Jesus, we will bear fruit. Sometimes we get pruned, but that allows us to bear more fruit. So even our sufferings that come from pruning eventually result in something good. The further you get from Jesus, the more dead you will feel. Maybe you've already been there in your life, and now you're back. Jesus always takes us back. He grafts us back onto the vine. Isn't it amazing that Jesus wants to be that connected to us? I get that we want to be connected to him, But that he wants to be connected to us, even though we fail over and over again, is a reflection of his great love and mercy. Those are the eight names describing what Jesus does, and there are many more in scripture. We can continue to learn by going deeper into one or more of these names. Just like the last eight that I did in part one, every one of them is beautiful, powerful, and deep. And, as in the last episode, I've only scratched the surface in exploring each of these names, and there are many more names to explore. So with that as a foundation, here are two questions to take to prayer. Question number one, which name has helped you grow closer to God and how? Question number two, which name do you want to explore more in your prayer time? Spend some time pondering the names of God and see where it leads you. I want to share one more thing about the name of Jesus. His name, God's name, is sacred, holy, blessed. The Our Father says, Hallowed be thy name. Well, what does that mean, actually? Simply that we use it only for holy and sacred things. It's not what we say when we're surprised or angry or bored. If I see something unusual and say, Oh my God, I am not treating God's name with respect. If out of anger I curse someone using God's name, I'm not treating that name with respect. If out of frustration I say, Oh Jesus, I am not treating his name with respect. Unless the next part of that remark is a prayer, I'm simply using his name as an exclamation point. But it's more than that. So guard your words and treat God's name Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as it ought to be treated. That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.